Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 25th. It is seven minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Before we begin getting into all of the Speaker of the House drama, I'd like to let everybody know oh. the cameras are working on the YouTube How feed. Exciting. So if you'd like to see Rob Kendall's handsome face, type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar and uh, you can see Oh, there us. I am. Yeah. How exciting. Okay, so let's talk about how the establishment swamp creature Tom Emmer won the Republican caucus to be the next speaker nominee and president trump tweeted out tragic mistake he's a globalist rhino and then he's no longer the speaker designate uh it is just uh (laughs) i love this so much because anytime one of the great things of the trump presidency despite all the chaos and things he did that were really egregious with the spending was he got further in terms of pulling the mask back on who the government is and who these people are than anybody. Mm-hmm. And it now continues because there is such a divide inside the Republican Party over the people who are just livid that business as usual has been interrupted and the people who say, look, this is not working for our country. This is 100% not the way uh, effective, thriving countries operate and are looking for change. And it's, it's great. This battle is playing out in real time. And this thing that happened yesterday with Tom Emmer, mm-hmm. who is the uh, Republican majority whip. So he is in leadership. He is a McCarthy, you know, he was number two, essentially to McCarthy or 2A or whatever, however you want to describe it. And they, you know, it became very clear quickly he was not going to get the votes. Mm-hmm. And like a big wimp, he just went and dropped out and didn't even lose the actual vote itself. Okay, so a lot of people are saying that he had a less than stellar performance and it was a weak showing and it was embarrassing. And as you mentioned, he's the whip, a job that Jim Banks wanted. Yeah, that's, all, that's but right. But did not get. That's right. And Jim Banks was not excited about the possibility of Emmer being speaker. Yeah, so don't forget the Jim Banks saga and this is very important because Jim Banks has quickly descended into being a giant piece of crap this year and the saga really centers around Jimbo thought he was going to get leadership Jimbo ran for this position he didn't get it because well that was back when Jim actually talked and acted like a conservative mm-hmm. McCarthy said we're not doing that Emmer got the position and Jimbo's response to that was not hey, I'm going to double down and make sure Kevin McCarthy doesn't get the speakership. I'm going to take my 50 or 70 or how many other people I could bring with me and say we're not going to go for McCarthy because Jim wants to elevate himself up the political ladder. That's clearly his goal. That's clearly what matters most to him. He kissed the ring finger and became just another uh, establishment butt sniffer. And for that, Jim was rewarded (laughs) by not only getting the endorsement of Holcomb Hupfer Incorporated for his U.S. Senate bid, but now he has the state of Indiana spending huge money to try and keep his competition 
off the ballot, which John Russ is going to be with us, in fact, at 10 o'clock today mm-hmm. to talk about the latest on his lawsuit. So this all of this stuff kind of works and plays together. But you're right, Casey, a bit ironic that now that Jimbo's got the state spending the big money and uh, has uh, essentially um, gotten the Holcomb Hupfer Incorporated endorsement. Well, now he's back to talking like a conservative tough guy again. So he released this statement on the speaker's race. He said, I've supported every Republican nominee to be Speaker of the House so far, but I will not vote for Tom Emmer on the House floor. And he spoke about it. Let's take a listen. I can't go along with putting one of the most moderate members of the entire Republican conference in the speaker's chair. That that betrays the conservative values that I came here to fight for. So um, I I hope there's a change along the way. He doesn't have the support in the room right now. Uh, Okay, so the question to Jim Banks would be, what the hell is the difference between this guy and Kevin McCarthy? Well, I, there is no difference. This was the guy McCarthy wanted. This was the guy that was joined at the hip with Kevin McCarthy. So you don't get to say, oh, this egregious liberal Republican. I couldn't possibly vote for him. After you voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times and then voted to save McKevin, voted to save Kevin McCarthy after nine months of continued abuse of the American taxpayer. Okay, but wait, Rob. Before COB yesterday, Tom Emmer dropped out of the speaker race. <laughs> just hours after winning the nomination. Ah, yeah, there's still no speaker. I love this, Casey. You know my theory. We could go six months without a speaker, and the country would be in a much better position than it is today as it relates to inflation and, um, well, the cost of absolutely everything. Because, hey, if there's no speaker of the House, then you can't pass a budget, can't pass the spending. Mm -hmm. And I think the country would be much better off. Okay, but guess what? There's a new name to get used to, oh, and this is Mike Johnson. That's not, that, is that his real name? Uh, it's actually, I believe his full name is James Michael Johnson. Yeah. It's, Mike, it's something else, but Mike it goes Johnson. by Mike Johnson. Sounds like an adult film star, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, if you saw that name scroll across the opening credits of, mm-hmm. of, of an adult film, you'd go, oh, what a terrible stage name. Okay, well, here's a guy who has voted against aid to Ukraine. He has voted against it every single time except for the very first aid bill. So he voted for it? He voted for it one time. All the other times he said no. Okay, so he's like Jake Blues in the Blues Brothers. Brothers under the bridge with uh, with Carrie Fisher. It was an earthquake, a terrible flood, locusts. It wasn't my fault. I mean, I mean, if you voted for it, mm-hmm. you voted for it. Well, he voted for it one time. Oh, okay. And then so maybe- everybody's allowed to be a moron at least once. <laughs> one, one Is that time. what we're saying? <laughs> one time. Uh, he's been a member of Congress for seven years. He's in his fourth term, and he represents, what, the fourth district in uh, Louisiana. Here's the only thing that matters, Casey. Will he yeah. shut the government down to get the spending under control? If the answer is yes, I'm interested. If the answer is no, then... Uh, I'm not interested because nothing's going to change. I mean, that that is the question that every one of these people should be asked directly. And it... um if the answer is no, then you have no leverage. Okay, well, he is a staunch ally of Donald Trump. So you'll notice that we have not heard Donald Trump saying that this is a tragic mistake in regards to Mike Johnson. Uh, is this somebody they're Ke- all going to agree on? But Kevin, the, see, the, this, this doesn't mean anything to me. Oh, he's Donald Trump's biggest defender. That means mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to me. I don't care whether it's Trump's best friend, his worst enemy. I care about will this person mm-hmm. get the federal spending under control and use the power of the speakership 
to control the budget process and actually provide relief to the American people. I don't care if he's uh, Donald Trump's best friend. I don't care if he's Peter Pan's best friend. I don't care if he's Wayne Newton's best friend. None of that matters to me, Casey. None of it. Okay, so he's been actively involved with investigations into the Biden clan. And I don't know if you saw it. He did say something. Let's let's listen to what he had to say after being nominated for speaker. Here's Mike Johnson. We want to thank all the press for waiting. It's been quite a process. <laughs> Democracy is messy sometimes, but it is our system. This conference that you see, this House Republican majority, is united. <laughs> so, does I mean, does he have the votes? Is that does he have? Well, to- they're they're possibly going to vote today on him. And as he stood at the podium, he's surrounded uh-huh. by all of the other members. Lauren Boebert is standing right next oh. to him, and they're all smiling and clapping and patting each other on the back, like, "Look what we've done! We finally found someone we can all agree on." Uh, but like Boebert and. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Gates and the rest of these guys voted for Emmer. Mm-hmm. I don't I, like. I don't. I. I don't. Uh, to me, it's just they're all full of it, and this has shown the American people who these people. I mean, hell, you got Greg Pence out there admitting, "I'll vote for whoever is the winner in the caucus." It doesn't matter what sort of crap bag we produce. If he wins the caucus, I'm in it. I mean, come on, this is our representation, Casey. Okay, so Victoria Spart said that Mike Johnson is the right person for these times oh. to restore our institution and deliver for the American oh, people. Oh, so she's okay with this now? Yeah, there was a report reporter who was trying to ask Mike Johnson about his effort to overturn the 2020 election results. And uh, I thought that this was, well, it was somewhat funny because some of the members of Congress were telling the press just to shut up. Johnson, you helped lead the efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. Oh, God. <laughs> So they don't want to talk about that. Moving on. All right. What, like why, But why not? Why, why not? Why not look at her and go, do you believe Joe Biden got 81, a guy who never left his basement, got 81 million legal votes? I mean, just put it, why, why are you afraid to answer that question? Why are Republicans afraid to engage in that conversation? Do you believe that John Fetterman, a guy who opened a debate with hi, good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I, this is like, the, put it back on these people. I don't, I don't get it. I have no faith in any of these people. I have no faith they'll actually do what's right. I have no faith they'll get the spending under control. This has been fun theater because it's shown the American people shown the people of Indiana who their reps are, that Greg Pence is so stupid and such a wussy that he votes for who. I mean, to admit that, Casey, it doesn't matter to me who comes out of the conference. I mean, so what if, if and he's no longer with us now, but if Saddam Hussein joined the Republican Party and made it out of the, what if it had been Santos? I mean, you've got Greg Pence. If you are in Greg Pence's district, you should be mortified that your guy admitted publicly, it doesn't matter who comes out of the conference, whoever it is, I'll stooge myself up and vote for the guy or the girl. Well, we'll see if we have a Speaker of the House by the end of the day today. You woke up this morning without one, and I'm sure your life wasn't much different. 17 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Harry meets you. 
22 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Last week, Joe Biden unveiled his plan to send $106 billion in humanitarian aid, including some foreign relief funds. Air quotes, humanitarian aid, yes. Yeah, for for Gaza. And uh, now this morning, the the Pope has come out and urging release of the hostages. The Pope! The Pope has weighed in on this, and he uh, he wants that humanitarian aid access to go into Gaza. I saw saw a report that eight out of the 20 trucks made it into Gaza that had humanitarian aid equipment with them. I love that the Pope is like who the Vatican is the, one of the richest, the you know, Holy See, one of the richest what are they technically this is your area. They're technically a country, right? The Holy See. It's like its own thing. Well, the Holy See, yes, they have their own government. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And they are one of the richest. I mean, the wealth of that government is indescribable given how small the area actually is for which they govern over. And I love that the Pope's like, hey, America, you really should kick those guys some more money. How much of the Pope's money uh, is he sending over there? Uh, oh, the answer is zero, you said, Casey? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the Prime Minister of Qatar is leading the mediation talks oh. in coordination with because, the United States and Hamas to get some of these hostages released. You know, if you had a, you know great moments in mediation, you'd either want Ben Matlock, mm-hmm. Johnny Carson, or the guy from Qatar. <laughs> well, John Kirby says that they still don't know where all of the Americans are. Completely, the the U.S. has no idea where those people are. No, the fact that they're unaccounted for means we truly don't know. Um, uh, We we know, again, as I said, uh, a handful, less than 10, uh, are being held hostage. But when we give you the number of unaccounted for, and the reason that number goes up and down is because you get information. Sometimes it's really bad news. Um, Sometimes it's not. So that number fluctuates. It hasn't fluctuated much over the last several days. It's hung around 10, 10, 11. Today it's 10. Um, But what I can tell you is we're working real hard to try to solve those mysteries and so that the number's zero and at least families know. At least they have information. And we're, we're working hard on that. Do you feel like they're working hard on it? Oh, he I have, know if it's I 10 or 11. have no doubt with Biden waking up at whatever it is, 9 or 9.30 or whenever he gets out of bed each mm-hmm. day and goes mm-hmm. to bed at 7 at night, that that is just the first thing on his mind. Uh, of course, that's after they remind him what his name is and where he's at and help him get dressed and everything else. I mean, I just doesn't Joe Biden just exude confidence, Casey? <laughs> no, actually, did you, he did, doesn't. Did you see the thing, speaking of Biden yesterday, where there was some old guy who got some award mm-hmm. and this guy, God bless him, looked like, you know, he was 100 years old and he's got one of those little scooters that he mm-hmm. pushes. This was some science or something award. I don't know what it was. Yeah, and they had Joe Biden trying to lead him yeah. off stage. And, and the guy just shuffles past Biden. Is Biden is so insignificant that the guy shuffles past Biden and then Biden appears like he almost like coughs on the guy's back after <laughs> Biden looks confused that the dude didn't want Biden's. I mean, it's. can you imagine like Ronald Reagan up there on stage or you know even let's just so it isn't partisan someone pre obviously debilitating injury uh injury uh illness fdr on stage and some they're giving out an award you know the most distinguished of all americans you're getting an award and you just shuffle past them and then they're looking confused like what what is happening here joe biden has lost it 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, my favorite part was he appears to cough on the guy's back as he's getting off stage. Congratulations. <laughs> Let me cough on you. Okay, well. It's uh, a major award, Casey. It is a major award. Uh, John Kirby continuing on talking about combat and things are going to get ugly. And he says that innocent civilians are going to get hurt going forward. This is war. It is combat. It is bloody. It is ugly. And it's going to be messy. And innocent civilians are going to be hurt going forward. I wish I could tell you something different. I wish that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, but it is it is going to happen. And uh, that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it uh, d- dismissible. It, it doesn't mean that we aren't going to still e- express concerns about that and, and do everything we can to help the Israelis do everything they can to minimize it. Uh, but... Uh, but that's that's unfortunately the, the nature of conflict. Yeah, and you know, unfortunately for these people, it appears there are no leftist lesbian basketball players that are amongst the hostages. Mm-hmm. So we can't. Uh, I mean, yeah. the, when that if that had happened, then well, you know, we would have no stone left unturned. But in this case, it doesn't appear that is the the case. So you're just can you imagine you have someone who you know is held hostage, a friend, a family member being held hostage by Hamas, and you are dependent upon Joe biden to Mm. get them back no that would be a scary situation to be in and now is the time they need to they need to take care of hamas and they should not be giving aid until hamas releases all of these hostages all right when we come back uh we've got biden lying out his ass about the vaccine and we've got biden he's literally turned into bill murray and caddyshack casey (laughs) proof coming up from 93 wibc It's 934. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Joe Biden has been trying to get together with the Prime Minister of Australia a few times, and it just keeps not happening. The first time, it was like five months ago they were supposed to get together, but then there was that whole uh, debt ceiling thing going on Mm -hmm. and so biden canceled the trip and then he invited uh the prime minister here and apparently he's you know making it here they're gonna have a big black tie dinner underneath a tent erected on the south lawn oh that's great yeah and they're announcing uh some technological innovations uh, working together on artificial intelligence clean clean energy oh great critical minerals oh all of these wonderful things Mm -hmm. but uh he'll, he'll be distracted once again by what's going on in the Middle East. And uh, also, Biden apparently not on the ballot in New Hampshire because uh, the primary calendar proposed by the president himself is going to be South Carolina's yes. the first state that he's going to be on. So Yeah, he they, I, and I, I'm just going off the top of my head here. There was They wanted to switch the calendar be, to reward South Carolina because Biden was dead in his tracks in 2020 and Jim Clyburn came out and endorsed him and he won South Carolina and then conveniently Buttigieg and Klobuchar and the rest of these people just like dropped out and and so their reward for that was let's put South Carolina first. Mm-hmm. I think New Hampshire had said no, 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 we're first and so they said well we're just not participating i believe that's the reader's digest version of that and it's easy to not participate when you have no competition so he was speaking yesterday and he was talking about vaccinations and what a wonderful magnificent job he did everything you ever notice everything that he says lately is like the first time in history or the best in history the most in history 
everything is this this great accomplishment that he's made. Yeah. Um Yes, he's the best president ever to ever have an <laughs> approval rating of like 37%, Casey. I right. mean, don't you know? It's really revealed in the polls how well the American public thinks Joe Biden is doing. Apparently, he's not reading his own polls, yeah. though. But uh, here he is talking about uh, how wonderful the vaccines were. You know, starting on day one in the middle of the pandemic, we vaccinated a nation the greatest operational effort ever undertaken by this country, operational. Mm -hmm. And we did it with the strategy based on science, not on politics. Now, science is exploring whether the mRNA technology that brought us safe and effective COVID vaccines can be used against cancer. Okay, so I thought, and again, my memory is fuzzy these days, Casey, but I thought the vaccine started under Trump because I seem to specifically remember high-profile leftists telling people not to take the vaccine because it started under Trump. Yeah. Did I? I mean, you you, you are more familiar with the vaccine than I am uh, because you were strong-armed into getting it uh, or you believed you were st- felt strong-armed into getting mm-hmm. it. Um is that right? Am I wrong on that? Well, sure. You remember Donald Trump standing at the podium yeah. and then little Anthony Fauci was that's right there right. next yes, to him. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not incorrect in saying that clearly the vaccine was funded, air quote vaccine. We'll get to that in a second. Under Trump, started under Trump. People were getting vaccinated under Trump. Um. Well, you know, do you recall Joe Biden saying if you get vaccinated, you won't get COVID? Yeah, that's right. No, so it brings me to the second part, which is silly me. And again, I realize I'm just I'm just totally um, just a radical right wing MAGA semi fascist over here. But um, I was under the impression that if you got a vaccine, you weren't getting the thing. Like if you got the polio vaccine, mm-hmm. you don't get the polio. But it appears here there's some new rule with this vaccine because clearly people are still getting COVID yeah. who have been, vac- air quote, vaccinated. Yeah. So is there any... That man himself. Yeah, right, yes. And his wife has right. had it on multiple occasions, I believe, mm-hmm. as has pretty much every other person in this country. Why? Because it's a virus and that's what viruses do. And, I mean, they're just going to keep the lie up, Casey. They're going to keep the lie up that this is some sort of... Well, what? Only like, 3% have gotten their fall booster and they want those numbers higher. But back to him saying it was the greatest operational effort yeah. ever undertaken by this country. Uh, better than World War II, in fact, Casey. Good grief. We landed a man on the yeah. moon. No, no, no. I mean, you, you, we beat the Nazis. We, we defeated the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took out the Italians. Uh, we landed a man on the moon. But, uh, but that vaccine... Which I mean, we was brought, not effective. We helped bring down the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, we beat communists. I mean, it's, it's, but yes, you're you're right, Casey. Yes, this was without a doubt a failed vaccine was the greatest accomplishment in our country's history. All right, he's uh, often uh, telling stories again. He has told this story about Xi, who is the head of China, mm-hmm. and it it's always. There's always some different little take to it and how many miles he traveled with him. And he has either, look, he's either got it in his mind that that, that these things happen Mm -hmm. or he is like OJ. He's, I mean, it could be an OJ thing. Like I'm convinced OJ's told himself he didn't do it long enough that he could actually pass a lie detector. Like I think if you hooked OJ Simpson up to a lie detector and said, did you kill your ex-wife and Ron Goldman, that he would, uh, 
he would pass the pass the thing with flying colors. Maybe that's what Biden is now. Maybe Biden has told himself this story about Xi so much now that he actually believes these things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here he is. Let's listen to his tall tale. I've long said America can be defined by a single word. I was in the Tibetan plateau with Xi Jinping. I spent a great deal of time with him one-on-one back when I was vice president and since then. And he looked at me and he said, we just had simultaneous interpreters. He said, can you define America for me? And I said, I can. One word. I mean it sincerely. Possibilities. Oh. Possibilities. Okay, so can we, Kev, can we just hear like the first... Be, the first, I don't know, maybe five seconds of that. And I'll tell I've you what long said America can be defined by a single word. I was in the Tibetan plateau with Xi Jinping. I spent a great deal of time with him. Okay, stop, stop, stop. So first of all, <laughs> the hilarious thing of it can be defined in a single word. You're waiting up, for yeah, the yeah. But, whatever he said. But, so he was in the foothills <laughs> of the Himalayas with <laughs> Xi Jinping. Mm-hmm. He has literally turned into Bill Murray in Caddyshack. So I jumped ship in Hong Kong. And I make my way over to Tibet. <laughs> and I get on as a looper at a course over there in Himalayas. A looper? A looper. You know, a caddy, a looper. Mm. Jack. So I tell him I'm a pro Jack. And who do you think they give me? The Dalai Lama himself. The 12th son of the Lama. The flowing robes, the grace, bald. <sighs> Striking. There is as much chance of what Joe Biden described happening as Carl got to caddy for the Dalai Lama. Striking. <laughs> Just, I wanted to play the whole, it's like a minute and 15 seconds of that, but I thought that's probably too much. Gosh, he is such. You know, I was thinking about when I was listening to him. Such a fraud. Last night when I was, you know, getting ready for today's show. And do you know how he said, oh, Donald Trump's going to start World War Three? Yeah. And, uh. We have to check into why Donald Trump was talking with Ukraine on that phone call. It's like everything he says is an admission of what he's doing. Yeah. So, like, we need to go back and scrub through everything he's ever said throughout his entire career because it's all coming true. What he says about other people. All right. Let's take a break, Casey. When we come back, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Adam Wren of Importantville put this out yesterday. Yeah. And this is, if indeed true... It is just unbelievable. So we talked about during the debate how our man, Phil Sanchez, asked Boss Hogs at where were you during the riots? Mm-hmm. He gives, as he always does, this meandering, unprovable story, and he keeps claiming that it's in this report that he sanctioned to be done about what took place during the riots. Well, apparently, the lady who was basically in charge of that report had sent an email, and it is leaked out to the Jefferson Shreve campaign, saying, Joe Hawks is full crap. That's not true. This is, uh, this is unbelievable. We have to talk about this story, because when, when, if, if, if this is indeed accurate, he lied. Yeah. And he lied. You're, and you're surprised. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm just an average man with an average Good morning, it is 947. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
So a private email was leaked, and a reporter got a hold of it. Yeah, so Adam Wren, who has been on this show before, uh, runs a, he, he works for Politico and does a variety of other things. He also mm-hmm. has a, a subscription service called Importantville, where he puts all sorts of stuff out, kind of like Abdul does with the cheat sheet yeah. about Indiana politics, government, etc. And in Importantville, he has... Uh, Obtained an email which came from a woman by the name of Deborah Daniels. Now, Deborah Daniels was a former uh, U.S. attorney. Mm-hmm. She was actually, I think, the assistant attorney general at some point. I believe she's also Mitch Daniels' sister. Um, and she was commissioned by Joe Hogsett, along with, I believe, there were two other people, to do kind of the report on the riots and the police actions primarily during the riots. Yeah, this was supposed to be like an independent review of right. the public safety response. And of course, so during the the, the debate the other night, Boss Hogsett got asked by our man Phil Sanchez, where were you during the riots? Because there is there is no proof. And we have been saying, and you know, Casey, we hate to come on the show and talk about how right we are. But we have been saying, bull crap, there is nothing in that report that tells where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. No one has given a single ounce of evidence whatsoever of here's text messages from Joe, here's phone calls from Joe, here's Joe telling us, you know, do this or do that. It simply does not does not exist. And most people have their own opinion on why that doesn't exist and where Joe Hawksett was. So apparently this woman, Deborah Daniels, again, former U.S. attorney, uh, former assistant attorney general at one point, mm-hmm. sister to Mitch Daniels, I believe. She's now a counsel at a law firm. And so she sent this email to somebody from the Shreve campaign, which ended up, according to Adam Wren, in, in his hands. And it said, quote, there is certainly no indication in the report that the mayor was engaged on Friday and in contact with this people. The report is silent on that point, so it certainly doesn't exonerate him. Ouch. And anybody who's read the report would know mm-hmm. there's nothing about where Hogsett was during the riots, and he was not engaged in giving orders or instructions to the police on Friday night. He lied. He lied on that stage. He knows he lied. And he did it without any remorse or hesitation whatsoever. And I think the worst part is Shreve Mm -hmm. should know and let him off the hook and just let him waltz out of there. Yeah. So there was some other stuff in this email as well saying that uh, Hogsett has a very unusual relationship with Ryan Mears. And that's part of the reason that there's runaway crime. In Indianapolis. Yeah. And look, I I don't think she's very happy that this email got out. However, I guess if you, in the modern era, if you put something in an email, you should probably assume it's going to end up, and it's controversial or Mm -hmm. helpful. Mm -hmm. If it's helpful in a campaign for something the likes of mayor of Indianapolis, it's going to end up in somebody else's hands, and we're going to end up talking about it. Um, But the the takeaway from this is, and again, kudos to Adam for for getting this, and uh, he lied. Yep. Joe Hogsett lied, and there is still absolutely no idea whatsoever where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. There's not a single text message thread or phone call log. We all know he operates off of his city email to avoid public records requests. There's nothing he's ever produced that show where he was during the riots, which means he doesn't want people to know. Why would you lie? He knows he's read the report. He knows there's nothing in there that says where he was. And he lied. We have the audio. Do we want to go down memory lane? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Okay, so this is when he was asked about that Friday night. Here's his answer. 
I was uh, working uh, I from was my working. home. Uh, I was in constant contact mm -hmm. uh, with my representatives, uh, with IMPD. Uh, I, uh, after things uh, started to dissipate that evening, I got about two or three hours of uh, rest and got up at four o'clock the next day, worked the rest of the weekend, meeting with uh, organizers of the protests and ultimately issued uh, uh, the order to uh, uh, to have the uh, the, the uh, protests ended and uh, that was effective okay so yeah, you, he, can, you can tell he's lying just by the way he's talking casey he started with i was working and this email says there is certainly no indication in the, the report that the mayor was engaged on friday night or in contact with his people but why did shreve let him off the hook he doesn't need that email from her he knows that and this is why, and Tony was at it again today, chastising people who are not voting for Jefferson Shreve. So since he wants to keep it going, let's keep it going. Tony, you're wrong. There is no reason to vote for a guy who hasn't earned your vote, who is a total wimp on the stage, whose signature proposal is the same as Joe Hogsett's. It's not incrementally better. We're not talking about Joe Hogsett being a liar because we want Jefferson Shreve to win. We're talking about Joe Hogsett being a liar because Joe Hogsett is a liar. And there is a reason Joe Hogsett doesn't want people to know where he was during the riots. People have said stuff about him and where he was during the riots that if you were actually at home working i'd sue the hell out of those people i would absolutely they've made definitive statements and he knows those people have said it about him he doesn't you know why because he was somewhere or doing something mm -hmm. that he doesn't want people to know so whether it was where they say he was or not clearly he doesn't want people to know where he was because why else would you lie about that? He's totally, he commissioned the report. Mm -hmm. He's either admitting I didn't read the report or he, or, or he, and he lied. I mean, I guess he would lie by, what is it? Lie by ignorance from not reading the own report that he commissioned or he, he read the report and he lied. Either way, he, know, he knows, he knows. And if a person will look an entire city in the eye and without hesitation, tell you something that is clearly not true you have the email from the woman who put the report mm -hmm. together according to adam wren who's saying that didn't that didn't happen at all that's not in the report well they certainly didn't want this email to see the light of day but it looks to me that the shreve campaign had this email before the debate monday night well and you know again who who, who knows the point is you didn't need the email the report is the report Everybody knows he wasn't working. Everybody knows he hasn't produced a single solitary bit of evidence that you would say, man, the mayor was super engaged. Now, where it goes from there, don't know. But the fact is today, because this is out there and the city knows about it, the city knows this has been reported on, every news agency in the city should be beating down Joe Hogsett's door with this email mm -hmm. because Wren printed the email mm -hmm. and saying, would you like to respond to this? Comment. Yeah. Do, are you saying she lied or are you lying? Because these two things they can't be true. Up. Yeah, they can't, they can't exist together. Coming up next, we're going to speak with John Rust. He is running for Senate in the great state of Indiana. He's got a hearing coming up. We're going to get into that on 93 WIBC. Oh, 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 oh.